Welcome to our deep dive into the fascinating world of 3D synthetic jet modeling in a crossflow. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we've got a rather intriguing topic that's significant in engineering and fluid dynamics. Exactly, Jen. We're unpacking a paper that gives us insight into 3D synthetic jet actuators, or SJAs. They're incredible devices used in numerous applications like flow separation control, enhancing heat transfer, and even in aerodynamics for aircraft. Right. And the paper we're discussing, Improving 3D Synthetic Jet Modeling in a Crossflow, compares various SJA modeling strategies to understand their impact on jet crossflow interactions and computational resources. Let's talk about some key concepts first. A synthetic jet actuator creates jets by periodic movements of a diaphragm in a cavity without a need for an external fluid source. It ejects and ingests the fluid, creating vortices that interact with the crossflow. The beauty of it is that it can control flow behavior without additional mass. Think of it as efficient fluid recycling. But modeling these jets can be tricky. The interactions with the crossflow are complex and require careful simulation strategies. Now, the methodologies in this paper are something to note. The researchers used a 3D unsteady Reynolds-averaged Navier-Stokes approach, testing three different modeling methods. The whole SJA method modeled the entire jet, including diaphragm movement. The neck-only method skipped the cavity part, applying an analytical profile to the neck's base. And the jet-slot-only method put this profile straight on the jet exit, ignoring both neck and cavity. And what they found was both fascinating and practical. The whole SJA and neck-only strategies produced nearly identical flow fields, which is great because the neck-only approach is way less computationally demanding. But there was a twist. The jet slot only strategy introduced what they called false momentum during the jet's ingestion cycle. Basically, it faked an increase in crossflow momentum, which can be misleading in simulations. There's the researchers proposed a volume ratio as a key variable to avoid this. To ensure realistic behavior in modeling, the ratio of the jet's ingested volume to the modeled neck volume should be less than one. In the grand scheme of things, this paper could revolutionize how we model SJAs in simulations, leading to more efficient designs in industries like aviation or electronics cooling, and doing so with reduced computational costs. Absolutely. And that wraps up our detailed discussion. We hope today's episode sheds light on this brilliant paper and its broader implications in fluid dynamics and engineering. It's been a pleasure exploring these concepts with you. Thanks for tuning in and we can't wait to bring another intriguing topic in the next episode of our podcast. Hey listeners, have you ever looked up at the night sky and thought, you know what this moonlit evening needs? A banjo. Well now your oddly specific dreams can come true with Moonlight Banjo Serenades Loaded. Strumming lunar tunes, lighting up your nights. These folks aren't just banjo players, oh no. They're astronauts of the acoustic. Fully decked out in astronaut suits with LED-lit banjos, these spacey serenaders will land right at your door, ready to take your night to stellar new heights. Planning a proposal by the light of the silvery moon? Want to throw a party that's out of this world? Or maybe you just want to jazz up your backyard barbecue with some twang under the stars? Moonlight Banjo Serenades Lidded is your ticket to an unforgettable night. Who needs a telescope when you've got the cosmic combo of moonlight and banjo music? 
don't float around in a silent void. Visit Moonlight Banjo Serenades Lidded and bring the universe to your doorstep. It's one small strum for man, one giant leap for mankind's mood. Spacey tunes, glowing strings, it's not just a serenade, it's an experience. Blast off to fun with Moonlight Banjo Serenades Lidded, proud sponsors of our podcast and mission control for your next moonlit soiree. The night sky is no longer the limit, so tune in to their tunes and light up your night. Welcome to our award-winning podcast, where today we're diving into the fascinating world of computational chemistry to unravel the complexities of the linear scaling local natural orbital CCSDT approach for open shell systems. That's a mouthful, Tom, but I'm excited to explore this cutting-edge research with you and our listeners. Could you start by explaining why this paper is such a big deal in the field? Absolutely, Jen. In the realm of quantum chemistry, accurately modeling open-shell species, which are molecules with unpaired electrons, is notoriously challenging. High-spin open-shell ground states are common in chemistry, spanning fields like polymer chemistry and biochemistry. Right, Tom. And let's not forget the traditional go-to methods like density functional theory, DFT, which sometimes stumble with open-shell systems. That's where the sophistication of wave function-based methods, like CCSDT, come into play. Exactly, Jen. But the steep computational costs associated with CCSDT meant that its applicability was limited. This paper introduces a scalable, efficient algorithm tailored for these tricky open-shell high-spin molecules. And here's where it gets even more exciting. The linear scaling part of the title means that as the size of the system increases, the time it takes to compute doesn't explode exponentially. That opens a world of possibilities for studying large complex systems. Couldn't have said it better myself. This approach adapts techniques optimized for closed shell systems and modifies them for open shell cases. The key lies in how the algorithm treats electron correlations, which are interactions between electron pairs that greatly influence the properties of molecules. Before we dive deeper, we should probably break down some of the complex vocabulary. Linear scaling means that the computational effort grows linearly with system size rather than exponentially. And local natural orbitals, or LNOs, are specific molecular orbitals focused around local regions of a molecule helping to reduce computational workload. Then there's CCST, a quantum chemical method that accounts for single, double, and perturbatively triple electron excitations, offering a good balance between computational effort and accuracy. Exactly. Now let's focus on the research objectives and methodology. This paper's goal was to extend the local natural orbital approach to open shell systems, adopting integral direct and memory and disk use economic algorithms all the while maintaining high accuracy. The techniques include iteration-free formulations for perturbative triples, optimizations for integral transformations, and an integral direct CCSD implementation suitable for systems with an unusual ratio of occupied and virtual orbitals. The results were impressive. The open-shell LNO CCSD method achieved high accuracy in energy calculations with only a slight increase in computational demands compared to closed-shell methods. These findings have broad implications for quantum chemistry, enabling highly accurate computations for systems that were previously too large or complex to handle effectively. And to wrap up, this research advances our understanding and capabilities in molecular modeling, showing potential to revolutionize how chemists and biochemists study reaction mechanisms, 
design drugs, and more. This remarkable progress is exactly why we wanted to spotlight this paper on our podcast. It's a leap forward in making advanced quantum chemical methods accessible for studying large-scale open-shell systems. There you have it, folks. Another episode that takes us to the edge of scientific innovation. We hope you learned as much as we did, and we'll see you next time for another deep dive into groundbreaking research. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe for more episodes exploring the wonders of science. Until next time. Has this ever happened to you? You're deep into your favorite medieval fantasy show, about to find out who the chosen one is, and suddenly you can't find the remote under your pile of dragon-themed throw pillows. Oh, the agony. But fear not, fellow couch sorcerers, because we've got a spellbinding solution from our sponsors at Spellcast Universal Remotes, Inc. Introducing the Wand Channeler, the only remote you'll need, whether you're binge-watching Wizards of Eastwick or the Enchanted Bake Off. Forget muggle technology. This bewitched wand doesn't just change channels. Oh no, it can dim the lights for that spooky mood. Order pizza without dialing a single number, and yes, silence those chatty family members with the shush spell. No more spell-casting accidents like accidentally turning your cat into a cactus. Although that was pretty funny. <sighs> Every wand channeler comes equipped with easy point-to-pause functionality. So, when nature calls during the season finale, just aim and say, pauseus and voila, you're free to sprint to the loo. But remember, Spellcast Universal Remotes should be used responsibly. We're not liable for any summoned dragons or unexpected living room thunderstorms. So, grab your Spellcast Remote and get ready for some hocus-pocus on your couch. Just don't forget to stock up on fresh batteries. Once you go Spellcast, you'll never go back to ordinary remotes. The magic begins at Spellcast Universal Remotes, Inc., where your wizarding world and your living room become one. And now back to our podcast. Welcome to the Complex World Simple Talk podcast. I'm your co-host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we're delving into a fascinating paper titled Spontaneous Opinion Swings in the Voter Model with Latency. Introduction. To start us off, the paper we're discussing was authored by an impressive team, Giovanni Palermo, Anna Mancini, Antonio Desiderio, Ricardo Di Clemente, and Giulio Cimini. They brought a fresh perspective to the established voter model of opinion dynamics, a crucial area in understanding how societies form consensuses or maintain varied opinions. In the voter model, individuals adopt their neighbors' opinions through peer influence, aiming to reflect real-life conformity. However, this model tends to a consensus where one opinion dominates. The breakthrough in this paper comes from introducing a constant latency time, which means an individual must maintain their new opinion for a set period before potentially changing it again. This small tweak leads to deterministic oscillations in the average opinion rather than a simple drift towards consensus, an entirely unforeseen twist. It's a game changer because it models the stubbornness observed in real voter behavior, moving the theory closer to actual sociopolitical scenarios, key concepts, and background. To understand the significance of the paper, let's define some key concepts. The basic voter model is a system where agents representing voters adopt opinions based on their interactions with others. This model is likened to spin systems in physics where each spin can point up or down, representing binary opinions. 
Opinion dynamics models are used widely, not just in politics, but also in understanding collective behaviors in different contexts like marketing or even health. Adding the latency time is akin to adding a behavioral stubbornness into the mix. Think of it as a cool-down period after changing one's mind where you can't immediately flip-flop on your opinion. In terms of vocabulary, magnetization refers to the average opinion of the population. Latent state is when an agent's opinion is locked in during the latency period. Core discussion omitted. Implications and applications. Moving on to the implications, these findings can profoundly affect how we understand and model opinion formation across diverse societal scenarios. Yes, the oscillations caused by latency could explain why opinions in certain contexts, like political swing states, see such regular shifts aligning with real electoral data. These insights could be significant in shaping political campaign strategies, marketing efforts, or any domain where understanding public opinion trends over time is crucial. Conclusion. To recap, this paper has taken the voter model, a fundamental tool for modeling opinion dynamics, and introduced the concept of latency. This addition replicates a stubbornness or resistance to change observed in real agents, resulting in opinion oscillations that prevent consensus. The research opens up avenues for future exploration in models with more opinion states, varied interaction structures, or different latency rules. And perhaps most important is the broader relevance of understanding how a simple rule can lead to complex, emergent behavior in social systems, a theme that crops up in areas far beyond opinion dynamics. So, we hope you've enjoyed this exploration into spontaneous opinion swings in the voter model with latency. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen, signing off from Complex World Simple Talk. Thanks for listening, and stay curious. Have you ever dreamt of being enveloped by intelligent foam, Jen? Can't say I have, Tom, but for our listeners who've just nodded yes with an eager gleam in their eyes. We've got something that will float your boat, or should we say, bubble. Introducing Bubbletron's RoboBubble Emporium, the one-stop shop for all your robotic bubble fantasies. Tired of your mundane, non-interactive bubbles? Look no further. Bubbletron offers the BubbleBot 3000. A bubble so smart, it makes your smartphone look like a pet rock. It plays your favorite jams, carries your keys, and projects holograms of, well, whatever you're into. But wait, there's more. Step into the Bubbleverse, an immersive world where historical battles pop before your eyes. Or where the ocean isn't just filled with water, but with interactive bubbles. Ever fist bump a dolphin made of bubbles? You can now. And for those adrenaline junkies, switch to Popocalypse mode. It's like being in a pop-ocalyptic video game, minus the game over screen. Bubbletron's Robo-Bubble Emporium, where your bubble dreams pop to life. So, don't be a burst bubble. Check out Bubbletron and pop into a bubble-tastic future. Subscribe to our podcast for a chance to win your very own BubbleBot 3000. Just imagine a bubble pet that never needs feeding. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming, already in a pop, I mean bubble. Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast, where we delve deep into the fascinating world of dynamic imaging. That's right, Tom. Today, we're discussing a cutting-edge technique that's shaking up the medical imaging field, dynamic cone-beam computed tomography, or CBCT, using prior model-free spatiotemporal implicit neural representation, also known as PMF-DINAR. Before we dive into the nitty-gritty, 
let's provide some context for our listeners who might be wondering why this paper is significant. Dynamic CBCT imaging is a game changer in clinics because it captures high-resolution images that change over time, which is crucial for motion monitoring and planning radiotherapy treatments. The problem, however, has always been capturing these dynamic images accurately due to the slow imaging acquisition speed and the fast anatomical motion, like breathing. Exactly. What the PMF Stinar technique does is use machine learning, dodging the limitations of slow imaging, to reconstruct these dynamic CBCTs. This approach sidesteps the need for prior patient-specific knowledge or motion sorting, which has traditionally been a hurdle. Let's break down some key concepts for our listeners. The research addresses what's known as an ill-posed spatiotemporal inverse problem. In essence, it's challenging to reconstruct a complete 3D image of what's happening inside the body from limited 2D projections, particularly when the subject is moving. To solve this, researchers use something called Spatial Implicit Neural Representation, or INR. Imagine it like a sophisticated function that can map complex 3D scenes from sparse 2D views. Alongside the spatial component, there's also a temporal INR involved, which captures how things move over time in relation to a standard reference volume. It's like having a detailed map of how the landscape changes through different seasons, all referenced back to a single snapshot in spring. Diving into the core of this study, researchers aimed to reconstruct dynamic CBCTs from conventional scans. Methodologically, they employed the spatial INR for creating a reference CBCT volume and the temporal INR for tracking motion within the scan. Their results are quite staggering. PMF, STIN-R offered submillimeter accuracy and a high temporal resolution of around 0.1 seconds. This implies that the technique could detect even the slightest movement down to the millimeter scale, almost in real time. As for implications, these findings could profoundly impact radiotherapy, allowing for highly accurate guidance during treatment. Plus, it has the potential to reduce exposure to radiation, improve patient comfort, and lead to better outcomes overall. Coming to a conclusion, we've discussed how PMF STINAR sets a new bar for dynamic imaging. Not reliant on pre-existing models, it adapts to the individual patient's anatomy and motion, lending itself to a broader relevance beyond the initial radiotherapy applications. Our personal reflection. This advancement is akin to transitioning from a still photograph to a high-definition video. It gives clinicians a more dynamic and detailed view enabling them to tailor treatments more precisely to individual patients. We can't wait to see this paper's broader implications unfold. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us as we explored the dynamic world of CBCT imaging with PMF Stinner. Have you ever longed for the caress of the ocean's most mysterious creature while lounging in your living room? Then get ready for a splash of excitement, folks. We have a very special sponsor today, Krakenkle Inc. That's right, Jen. Are you tired of your mundane landlubber lifestyle? Krakenkle Inc. gives you a salty embrace with their ocean-inspired inventions. Ever been writing a letter and thought, this would be so much better with suction cups? Boom! The Octogrip pen is here to stick by you, literally. Scared of burglars or that neighbor who always wants to borrow your lawnmower? The Tentacular Home Security System will have intruders running scared of the tentacle-wrapped justice. But wait, there's more. After a day of fending off unwanted visitors, 
What could be better than sinking into the loving arms of the Kraken cuddle couch? Imagine, Jen, eight mechanical tentacles that hold you tighter than your high school jeans. It's snug, it's secure, it's a sofa you can trust. And who wouldn't want a trustworthy sofa? Crackinkle Inc. is offering our listeners a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get a grip on life with tentacle solutions. Dive into the depths of comfort and security with Crackinkle Inc. Because who says cuddle time should be limited to terrestrial beings? So whether you want to write a watertight will or simply snuggle up with some synthetic cephalopod limbs, Crackinkle Inc. has you covered in tentacles. Visit crackinkle.com and use the promo code PODSQUID for 10% off your first purchase. Embrace the deep and get a grip on life with Tentacle Solutions. Crackinkle Inc., the sponsor you didn't know you needed until now. Hello, listeners. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we're diving into a topic that's as intricate as it is vital— the analytic calculation of clustered ionization in DNA from charged particle radiation. This seems like a mouthful, but we promise you by the end of this episode, you'll not only understand it, but also appreciate its significance. To set the scene, we're unpacking a paper from Kei Kinoshida and Y. Zabarmawi that's turning heads in the scientific community. Charged particle radiation impacts DNA, which as we know is the blueprint of life. This paper provides vital insights into how radiation causes damage to DNA at a molecular level. So why is this significant? Well, understanding DNA damage from radiation has implications for everything from cancer therapy to space travel. That's right, Jen. Now let's break down some key concepts our paper addresses. First, ionization. Ionization is when an atom or molecule gains or loses an electron thanks to energy input, in this case from radiation. This is particularly relevant to DNA damage because it can break the molecular bonds within the DNA strand. The paper discusses something called clustered ionization. It's when ionizations occur close together, potentially causing more significant damage like double strand breaks. Exactly. And those breaks are a big deal because they're harder for the cell to repair, leading to mutations. Speaking of mutations, the paper's goal is to understand the rate at which these clustered ionizations, and therefore possible mutations, occur. The authors use a statistical model which is extended to include the contribution from secondary electrons, which are, in layman's terms, the electrons knocked loose by the initial radiation. This sets the stage for their conclusions regarding the rates of single and double-strand breaks. Now let's tackle some heavy methodology in the paper. The authors relate the ionization events to something called LET, or linear energy transfer. LET is the amount of energy a radiation particle transfers to the material, in this case DNA, per unit length it travels through that material. With a clever assortment of equations, the paper derives rates of these strand breaks in DNA based on LET. It's vital to note that these calculations factor in the efficiency of ionizations actually leading to breaks. Not every hole punched in DNA ends up breaking the strands. Right, and moving to the implications, this research is groundbreaking because it offers a way to predict DNA damage from various types of radiation, which is essential for evaluating risks in medical treatments and beyond. That has a real-world impact on radiation therapy protocols, for instance, and could help in designing better protective measures for astronauts against cosmic rays. To conclude, this paper provides an analytic approach to quantify damage from radiation to DNA, 
which is a step forward in the field of medical physics. Although the paper is deeply technical, the core message is clear. With a better understanding of radiation-induced damage, we stand to improve medical outcomes and space travel safety. As a quick personal reflection, isn't it amazing how seemingly abstract calculations have such concrete implications on our understanding of life and health? It truly is, Tom, and to our listeners, we hope you found today's discussion elucidating and as fascinating as we did. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check out the podcast notes for more resources on this topic. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey, Jen, have you ever wanted to live in a world where your commute is just a hop, skip, and a pop away? Absolutely, Tom. But how do I escape the crushing reality of traffic jams and dull morning treks? By soaring into the stratosphere with Bubbletronic's Galactic Gum Bubble Inc., of course. Their Bubbletron 3000 is not just a bubble maker. It's a first-class ticket to your very own Bubbleverse. Imagine bouncing in your bubble, sipping on a zero-G zesty orange as you float past a morning star. Now that's what I call rising and shining. Did we mention the edible bubbles, tangy nebula nectarine, cosmic cherry comet? Why settle for breakfast in bed when you can have brunch in a bubble? And for all you eco-conscious earthlings, the Bubbletron 3000 is the greenest way to go. The only footprint you'll leave is a tiny pop. So why walk when you can bounce, glide, and ride the solar winds in style? Blow your mind into the Bubbleverse with Bubbletronics Galactic Gum Bubble Ink. Tell them Tom and Jen sent you and get a free upgrade to their Supernova Spice Latte Bubbles. Trust me, they're out of this world. Because life is too short for boring journeys and too vast for small dreams. Bubble up, folks. Bubble.